of us are totally in love with Jesus Christ. He couldn't have been, the Holy Spirit couldn't have been more faithful. Thank you, worship team. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, this is the, the, the title of today's message. It's a good shepherd. And I took it from the, um, the, the version, the message. And before we start, we want to pray. Because there's no one like Jesus. Absolutely no one like Jesus. But we, every day, want to be conformed to the image of Jesus and become more and more like him. Father, I thank you so much. I love you, Lord, because you're true and amen. You're faithful, Lord God. And Father, I'm asking that the spirit of the living God that is already here will so, Lord, open the ears and the eyes of the hearer and that you will bless and minister to your people. We thank you, Lord God, because you, Lord God, you know the need, you know the inside, the internal. You go beyond the superficial and you, and you deal with the soul and the heart. So Father, I thank you in advance because who's like Jesus, who would give his life for us, O oh God, and only because you loved us. So we love you back. And we thank you in the name of Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. And we say amen and amen and amen. So I'm going to read. I am the good shepherd. This is Jesus speaking. And the good shepherd puts the sheep before himself, sacrifices himself if necessary. A higher man is not a real shepherd. The sheep mean nothing to him. He sees a wolf come and runs for it leaving the sheep to be ravaged and scattered by the wolf. He alone is in it for the money, and the sheep don't matter to him. I am the good shepherd. Again, Jesus is speaking. I know my own sheep, and my own sheep know me. In the same way the Father knows me, I know the Father. I put the sheep before myself. Sacrificing myself is necessary. You need to know that I have other sheep in addition to those in this pen. And we can say in those in this church. I need to gather and bring them too. They also recognize my voice. And then it will be one flock, one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me because I freely lay down my life. So I'm free to take it up again. No one takes it from me. I lay it down on my own free will. I have the right to lay it down. I also have the right to take it up again. I receive this authority personally from my father. This is a continuation of chapter 9. I'm going to give you my, my, my introduction. In chapter 9, Jesus meets a blind man, spits on him, and tells him to go to the pool and wash his face. And he received the sight. But he didn't see who Jesus was. So he goes to the Pharisee, to the religious folks, because never before, prior to this, there were miracles in the Old Testament, resurrection miracles, healing of leprosy, but never before blind men ever received their sight. So this was a really big deal. It was the first miracle of such um, caliber. When he goes to the Pharisees, instead of the Pharisees rejoicing that this man was going to receive the sight, no longer a beggar, no longer disabled, no longer handicapped, they interrogated him. That's what religious does. Religion people, that's what they do. They interrogate you. Instead of rejoicing with him, they didn't want to give the credit to Jesus Christ. That's why I love today's songs. 
Every song lifted up Jesus. And the Bible makes us a promise. If you exalt me above everything else, I would draw man. You want people to come? Just lift up Jesus Christ. And they refused. They refused. They got their parents involved because he was, he was 40 years old. And so they still, and the man got angry. He says, how many times are you going to ask me the same question? How many times? And then Jesus steps in. And he says, do you know who did this? And because he didn't see Jesus, he didn't recognize that Jesus was in front of him. And Jesus says, I am he. The man you want saying, he was blind and received sight. You were suicidal and now you want to live. You, you, were, you were addicted to so many stuff and now you're set free. You were depressed and now your mind has peace. But one thing we know, that Jesus touched us. He knew one thing, that Jesus touched him. And in this, now chapter 10 begins, because Jesus is not only talking to the blind man, he's addressing the Pharisees, and they're listening to him. And he calls himself the good shepherd. He calls himself the good shepherd. Now what is the characteristic of a shepherd, right? Well, the shepherd's duties is what? To tend the flock? To protect the flock? To feed the flock? To share the flock? to keep the flock, to sleep with the flock, to tend the flock. So all, the shepherd's life is all about the flock. So he slept with the sheep, he ate with the sheep, he was with, with the sheep, and he smelled like a sheep. That was the duty of the shepherd. And so he also was there to, to make sure that predators, wolves, lions, and bears would not come and take away the sheep. So the first thing is he had two weapons. One weapon was the rod. Can you show it? One weapon was the rod. One weapon was the rod. And the rod was never used against the sheep. The rod was like a, like, like a club. You had to be in good shape. I tell my husband, if I, if I pick up a rod now, I probably would, would die. But you had to be in good shape. The rod was heavy and it was meant to kill. That's it. You come to my sheep, this is going to be your destiny. You're going to die. At least I'm going to disable you. And then the staff, which is a curved thing, was to bring the sheep a little closer. Because sometimes sheep, they wander. They wander. And when a sheep will wander too much, when a sheep was too rebellious, also the shepherd will break one of the sheep's legs. That's what you see the shepherd with a, with a little sheep over his neck. Either that sheep was too tired, either that sheep was sick, or he broke the leg of the sheep. Of the sheep. So the sheep had to remain close to the shepherd. Close to the shepherd. The same leg he broke was the same leg he healed. And when that, heal, when that leg was, was healed, where was the sheep, everybody? Near the shepherd. So the staff was to pull the sheep close to make sure it doesn't wander off. And the club was to kill the predator. And number one, point number one, he says, Jesus says, he knows his sheep. I love that. It's an intimate relationship. He doesn't want you to have a superficial relationship, a high and a by, and in between there's nothing. He wants you to go deeper with him. He wants you to know that he cares for you. He wants you to know he wants to be in every detail of your life. He wants you to know that he's interested in your life. The Bible says that he calls them by name. 
He hears their voice. The sheep hears their voice. And he calls them by name. You know why he calls them by name? Because he named the sheep. And in, and in biblical times, names were a very big deal. Name had a purpose. It would define the character of the people. So when the shepherd named a sheep, whether it's, you know, Pastor Carpio or Pastor Medina or Pastor Hector or anyone else or Vilmari, he, he knew. He knew his sheep. He knew what they were, they were going to be. He knew the character. He knew their moods. He knew their ups and downs. And Jesus wants you to know he knows you. Because sometime in this life, we go through phases that people don't know us. It's like we're invisible. We can be in a whole crowd, and yet we feel like no one knows us. Have you ever been there? You can be in a whole crowd. It's like, I know about President Barack Obama. His name is Barack. He was the first Afro-American um, president of the United States of America. His wife is Michelle. Both of them went to Harvard. Both of them have law degrees. Both of them have two girls. But I don't know him. Those are facts. Now, I know my husband. I know his ups, I know his downs. I know when he's angry, and I know when he's happy. I know when, when I make him happy, and I know when I don't make him happy. Right? You, come on, wives, you know what I'm talking about. Come on, moms, you know what I'm talking about. So, I know him. So something he wants, he knows his sheep, is an intimate relationship with the shepherd. Do you have an intimate relationship with the shepherd? Or do you know him from afar? Oh, I know his name. I know where he lives. I know he has children. I know blah, 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 blah. But do you know him? Do you know him? Do you know him? He knows their names because he named them. And they know his voice. I love that. When he enters the sheep pen, right? The Bible says in John chapter 10 that there's a doorkeeper. We will call them the ushers. And when the usher or the doorkeeper saw the shepherd coming, he will gladly open the door because he recognizes the shepherd. The shepherd had the right to enter that sheep pen. You know why? Because he owned the sheep. That was his property. That he, they belonged to him. So he had every right to open that door. What door are we opening? When we open the door, who are we letting in? Are we letting in Jesus Christ? Or are we letting other voices? Are we letting in other persuasions? Are we letting in other things that cause us to tumble in our faith? Are we letting in a voice that we shouldn't let in? Because you see, when you're a sheep, you know the voice of the shepherd. I used to tell my grandmother, and she went to be with the Lord some time ago. And she was my first and main mentor. I had my grandmother more than I had my mom. Ella era rajatabla, but she was loving. Grandparents, forever grateful. And so I said, but abuela, if I'm in a circle and all the, all the girls are named Ruth, and you say that Jesus knows me and he calls my name, how am I going to know he's calling me? And he said, and this is what she told me. She said, if, I, if you're in a circle, the same, all the girls are named Ruth, but I call you, you, you know it's me because you belong to me and I'm your grandmother. That's how it is with Jesus. When we hear his voice, we know that he's calling us. We know that he has a plan and a purpose for us. We know that he, we're not here by, by coincidence or because the universe exploded or any other theory that's not really a theory. 
We're here by design and purpose. He knows your name. And he calls you by name. He calls you by name. Some time ago, we, we were praying, a good, good friend of mine. And we were praying for, for a, a difficult, difficult situation. And I said, Lord, wherever so-and-so is, call that person by name. Whether the person's in the train, or the person's in the car, or the person is taking a shower, or the person is asleep, or the person's whatever the person is doing, call that person by name that that person has to turn around to see who's calling me. You know, it worked. Because Jesus was calling that person. And as you and I came to Jesus because we heard him calling us. We heard his voice calling us. I remember years ago, I was a little girl just before my mother died. Just before my mother died. And, I, and, and there was a huge Catholic church, beautiful grounds. And I remember walking and I heard my name. And I said, oh my God, they're gonna think I'm crazy. And I heard my name again. And I went back to my grandmother. And my grandmother said, Jesus, Cristo te está llamando. And I remember giving my heart to the Lord, not knowing that a few days later, my mother was going to be totally out of my life because he, she was going to go home. But you see, Jesus is calling you. And when we stand in the gap, Jesus calls them. We're here to stand in the gap that they can hear the voice of the Father. And what greater way to hear the voice of the Father is through the Word of God. You want to hear God's voice? Read the Word of God. You want to hear God's voice? Study the Word of God. You want to hear God's voice? Apply the Word of God. You want to hear God's voice? Believe the Word of God. Because sometimes we study and we know, but we don't believe. But if you believe, you'll hear God's voice. And to him, the doorkeeper opens the sheep and hear his voice and calls on his own sheep by name, meaning his own sheep. There's other sheep in the sheep pen, but he's only calling his. So are you a sheep today? And leads them out and he goes before them and they follow him. I have a picture up there. They're where he, the shepherd, is leading them out. And the, and the sheep are following the shepherd. They know that's their shepherd. They know they belong to him. They don't, they don't belong to Mario. They don't belong to Cuomo. They don't belong to anyone else. But they belong to Jesus Christ. They belong. Now, second point. He says, I lay down my life. He lays down his life. And this is where the rod comes in. The club. He says... When the higher man sees the wolf, he runs. He runs. And I'm going to explain that a little bit. When you see a lone wolf, you're in danger. You're in danger. Because the truth of the matter is, wolves, they travel in packs. They don't travel alone. So then when the higher hand saw that wolf, they knew that his friends were lurking somewhere. He's the alpha. He's the alpha wolf. He's the leader of the pack. Oh, so when he sees the wolf, he's saying, I'm out of here. Mm -mm -mm. Pastor, thank you. Love you. Goodbye. Because, you know, he knows that there's just not one wolf. There's some, plenty other wolves. And that can happen in God's house. That's why we have the club. That's what we have because the, the club was to kill the predator. The club was to kill the thief. The club was to make sure they or that thing would be disabled. So when the higher man saw it, hey, these are not my wolf. I mean, these are not my sheep. 
You don't pay me enough, right? I clock in, I clock out, but let me, you don't pay me enough to do this job. You don't pay me enough to, to lay down my life. And in biblical ancient times, it is said that it was very unusual, hear this, it was very unusual for the shepherd to actually die defending the sheep. Jesus is radical. I love him because he's a radical person. Now he's saying something very radical that we have not, we're unaware that this is really a radical statement. I am going to defend my sheep to the point that I'll die for them. That means that the, the shepherds, they had a limit. They had a boundary. They had, I'll go so far, but I am not going to lay my life for you. So Jesus says, I am going to sacrifice my life. I am going to sacrifice my time. I'm going to sacrifice my resources. I'm going to sacrifice my family. Because you see, ministry is a lot of sacrifice. People have no idea. But Jesus says, I am willing to do this for my sheep. And if I have to die, I'm going to die defending my sheep, which he did. He died on Calvary for you and for me. He paid the price that none of us can pay. He paid the price that we were guilty of because he loved his sheep. He protects them against the wolf. He sacrificed them. He sacrificed and, it, and it, I said, Lord, Lord, we're living in such a, a different time period, right, Pastor Medina? Where the sheep is actually taking care of the shepherd. Where the sheep have become so, 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 um, um, so, so scattered and abused by different types of shepherds. But there are good shepherds here. There are shepherds that love the sheep. There are shepherds that are willing to sacrifice their life. There are shepherds that are willing to sacrifice their blood. Their blood. Their blood. Their blood for, for, for you and for me. He was willing. Willing. Meaning he wasn't forced to do anything. He wasn't obligated to do anything. He wasn't duress to do it. He did it because he loved us. That's why we love Jesus. The Bible says that we love, that God so loved us that while we were yet sinners, he demonstrated his love for us, that he died for us. That's why we love Jesus, because he loved us first. He knows the rap record. He knows what we've done. He knows the things that are hidden. He knows the things that are not hidden. He knows the secret. He knows your embarrassment. But yet, he still died for us that we will be set free. That we will have entrance to heaven. That we will be washed from our sins. That we no longer be guilty, but we righteous and right standing with Christ. That is love. That is love. That is the good shepherd. That is the good shepherd. He sacrificed everything, everything for you and for me. And the thing is that this is still available. This is not past tense. This is very present. And the enemy comes, the wolf comes. And the wolf has one, you know, the enemy has, the thief has one purpose. And it's to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come to give life and to give it more abundantly. You see, a lot of people, they exist. But a lot of people don't live. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say that again. A lot of people exist, but they don't know what it is to live. They don't know what it is to live a life full of peace. 
They don't know what it is to live a life of joy. They don't know what it is to live a life they have no, that, they, that the, the slate has been washed clean and they're no longer guilty. Oh, but they are free and they're innocent. They have no idea. And they operate in your home, they operate in our jobs, they operate in our family. They have no idea. It seems that they have it all, but at the end, they have nothing at all. Because without Jesus, we have nothing at all. And he came to give us life. He came to give us life. He came to give you and me life. Life. We were those that were so lost. We were those that didn't know the master. We were those that were so hungry for every type of attention. That's why people had to go and they, and they just go everywhere, anywhere, seeking this attention. And the more they seek, the more, more bankrupt they become emotionally and spiritually because they're drinking from polluted waters. See, one part of, of Jesus and the shepherd is that we have, they have to um, send them to higher grounds. Once uh, the pastor, they've been eating and eating and eating. After a while, after a while, they're just eating dirt. So they have to move on the flock. After a while, the, the, the water's not that clean. You gotta move on the flock. They gotta move on the flock. And some of us are still eating places that is not grass, but it's dirt. The water isn't clean but you're still drinking from that water. And Jesus wants to take you to a cleaner and higher place. Oh, the Lord is my the shepherd, I shall not want. He, what he does, he leads me. Where? To green and still pastures. It's your soul that's, it's just so still. Oh, is it divided? Is your soul needs encouragement? Is your soul at, at, not at ease? Are you anxious? It's time. To follow the shepherd, the good shepherd, not just a shepherd, but the good shepherd. So he, he gives his life sacrificially. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. Because when you deal with sheep, and by the way, and this, this was wrong to a lot of people, but for all the BI people here, Bible Institute people here, for all the, the presbyter that is here, now the sheep are very dumb. Yes, yeah, in a minute, right? That, that's the animal that God chose. Don't look at me. Don't throw rock at me, okay? Because they need to be led. And sheep are not able to defend themselves. Their teeth, they can't defend themselves with the teeth. They can't defend themselves with their, with their little feet. They need someone to defend them. And because the sheep is totally dependent on the shepherd. You see, sometimes we want to live independent lives from Jesus Christ. Sometimes we want to live lives that God is not the core or the center. Sometimes we want to live my way or no way or the highway. But Jesus says, yeah, I'm the good shepherd. Come under my shelter. Come under my protection. Come under my um, um, pasture. Come under me because I am the good shepherd. That's why we're called, that's why we're called sheep. Because, you see, if the sheep begin to wander away, all the sheep are going to follow. And if the sheep is going to a ravine, they're all going to fall in the ring. They're not going to say, hey, hold, hold up, hold up. I better not do this. No, they're just going to keep following. That's why they need a shepherd. That's why you and I need a shepherd. Because we easily wander away. And the sheep, and the sheep is always wandering away. 
Think about your heart. The Bible says that the heart is wicked and deceitful above all things. Who can understand it? Another virgin said, the Bible is wicked and deceitful. Who has the medicine for this heart? Because our heart can lead us astray. That's why we need a shepherd. That's why we need the word of God. And there's a lot of work. There's a lot of sacrifice. Talking to the sheep. Bah! You know, talking to the sheep. Bah! You know, I don't like this grass. Pastor Carlos, I don't like this water. Bah! Bah! I don't like Bible Institute, Mother Jamie. Bah! The classes are too long. Bah! Bah! But the shepherd, his life is the sheep. It's the sheep. There's no other place we rather serve when shepherds, because you know why? We love the sheep. We love the sheep. And a lot that a shepherd does is unnoticed. Unnoticed, but noticed by God. His whole life is the sheep. His whole life. His whole life. That's all. The sheep is his life. And if the sheep is his life, imagine the sacrifices that a shepherd made without being without his family. Because at night, there's the sheep pen. I got a, a picture there, the sheep pen. Right. The, the, there's the entrance where they put all the sheep. But the, sh the shepherd will actually sleep at the entrance of that sheep pen, making sure that no predator, no thieves, no robbers, no lion, no tigers, no wolves will enter to steal the sheep. So when people are sleeping, the shepherd is still on guard. When people are sleeping and resting, the shepherd's heart is to make sure, oh my God, so-and-so okay? Oh my God, is that one okay? Oh my God, did I, did I call that person? Oh my God, did I pray for that person? Because the shepherd is always up, always up. They sleep, but they are willing to lay down their life. And I have a question. Are we willing to lay down our lives? Because his life, Jesus' whole life was you and me. We're the desire of the Father. We are the apple of his eye. There's no one that he loves more than us. No one else. No one else. He loves us, and I mean, you know, Christianity, not, not only Elohim, but no, he loves us more, more, and more. And he hears our petition. He hears, bah, Lord, I'm lonely. Bah, Lord, hear my cry. Bah, my son is out there. Bah. Lord, I need you. Ah, shepherd, I need you. He also hears that. Many years ago, many years ago, and my husband can testify to this, I, uh, my sister calls me. And the, my ba my um, Chrissy was only less than six weeks old. And she was facing a major operation, my niece. And they told her, your, your baby is not going to make it. And she goes, sis, you got to pray. You got to pray because the baby needs an operation. And she's been sick since the moment she was born. So I said, we're going to pray, 
And we're going to ask the good shepherd. I remember that. We read Psalm 20, 23. And we read it and we read it and we read it and we prayed and we prayed and we prayed. Well, fast, you know, fast track. 35 years later, she has, she has six kids. One is married and, she, and the first one is a missionary with a tatita. Let God be the glory to that one. Because he heard, bah, don't forget my baby. Bah, don't forget my son. Bah, don't forget my child. Bah, don't forget my mom. Bah, don't forget that my mind is sick and I need someone to touch it. Bah, I need you, shepherd. And the good shepherd came. I was here in New York. My sister lives in California, but there's no distance. Bah, there's no distance from here to heaven because Jesus came down to earth. The Bible says the third point. Here he says there are other sheep. And this is why I love Pastor George a lot. And many others. But Pastor, Pastor. Because they said there's other sheep that still don't know him. So he's not selfish. He's not conformed to us alone. Because there's many other sheep that don't know him. They're out there being indoctrinated by this world. They're out there making sin immune and normal. They're out there conditioning their minds. But Jesus doesn't stop there. He didn't say that he came for the well. You know why he didn't come for the well? Because we were all sick. He didn't come for the well. He came for the sick. He didn't come because he came because he came for the lost. And so his heart, point number three, there's still sheep out there. A good shepherd is always saying, oh my God, I thank God that the house is full. But there's still people out there that don't know Jesus. For the Bible says, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Whomsoever shall believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son to condemn the world, but the world will be saved by him. So Jesus is still in the saving business. The most significant act that Jesus did was Calvary. The most significant act that he did was dying on the cross. The most significant act was shedding his blood because the blood of Jesus has power. The blood of Jesus destroys sin. He came to undo the works of the devil. He came to destroy the works of the devil. And the Bible tells me that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church because we follow the good shepherd. He still there's many out there. They bah, I'm lonely. Bah, I'm about to take my life. Bah, I'm suicidal. Don't you see? And then God is sending us into the world. That's why we work. That's why we go to school. Get an opportunity. Get your ears tuned to Jesus Christ. Get it tuned to the Holy Spirit. Because at work, God will show you who's ready to receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. Get your tune, get your ear ready on that train. God is, there's someone there on that train ready to receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, get us ready because he's ready. They're ready. The harvest is ready. But the laborers are few. But we pray to the God of the harvest and he will provide laborers. So Jesus, the good shepherd, wasn't satisfied with few. He came for the world. And the world means the world, guys. The world means the one you don't like. 
The world means people of different colors. The world means different cultures. The world means that one over there that, that's so confused. Doesn't know what's happening. The world, that's the world. But that's he's sending us. He's sending us. The good shepherd is sending us there. Because you know why he sends us? Because he's already there. So the sheep follows the shepherd. So here, my three points. Number one, knows their name. He knows my name. And we know him. There's not another person I'd rather know more intimately than Jesus Christ. No, oh, there's no other person. And he knows me. He knows me and I know his voice. And he calls me like you and like me. Second, he died. He sacrificed it all. Not just some, not just part, not just a little. You know, no. He sacrificed it all. He sacrificed it all. You imagine if you're engaged, about to get married, or you're, or, or, or if you were dating, and your boyfriend would tell you, well, you know, I can't see you on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but I can't see you a little bit on, on Saturday and maybe on Sunday. I would say, you know, you should dump him right now. <laughs> if you're not that interested, if he's not that interested, just dump him. Just dump them, dump, you know, dump them. Jesus wants an intimate relationship. See, the Bible says in the book of Revelation, it's the wedding of the Lamb. We're the bride. We're not dating Jesus. We're not dating the Good Shepherd. We're wedded to him. This is a proof I'm off the market, been off the market for a long, long time. Though that is not respected anymore, we still respect it because it's, in, it's God's way. It's God's way. He knows us and we know him. Number two, he sacrificed it all. Absolutely everything. Absolutely everything, everything, everything. You know, the reason I married my husband, I'm gonna say this publicly. There's several reasons, but I'm going to tell you two of them. Um, my father went to Korea, and he fought in Korea. He was part of the Puerto Ricans that never got acknowledged. But he, he fought in the Korean War. That's why I put his picture up. But he suffered mentally for a long, long time. He drank, and he stopped drinking, but still he had mental issue. So Hector and I were good friends, just good friends. You know, don't go out in the world. You, you, want, you, want a, you want a mate? Just wait on God. He's probably right here, waiting. Stop looking. The Bible says, get, you know, do, do the God's work, and everything else will follow. Well, anyway, my dad uh, was in a psychiatric ward in Veterans Hospital, in Bellevue, the Veterans Hospital. And so I said, honey, can you, I mean, I called Hector, can you come with me? Now, I had no idea where dad was. He, dad gave this order that he didn't want to see any of his family members. And, I, and, and then I told Hector, I don't know, he doesn't want to see the other half of people. I mean, he, wants, he doesn't want to see his wife and those people, but I know he wants to see me. <laughs> so, so I went, I went, I went. And so we're, we're, on the, we're on the elevator, remember Hector? We're on the elevator, and then all of a sudden it hit me. I go, oh my God, I think my dad is in the psych ward. <laughs> and Hector goes, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, we'll, we'll go. He was just my friend. He should have run, right? Well, he was my friend. 
was my friend. So, so then he did, dad did leave this order. So when I rang the doorbell, there was another, there was the, the one that would open the door, the nurse, and then there was a, a patient there. And so, and so the, the, the man was gonna tell me oh, he, no, no, no visitors allowed, but the patient that was here, go, hey Ramon, there's a woman here that says she's your daughter with a man. And my father came running out. And we, that was the best afternoon I spent with my father. And I knew then I was gonna marry Hector. We weren't even dating. He didn't even know that. He didn't know that. But that's a huge sacrifice because you're, you're entering another's family. You don't, you're, you're, when you get you married, you're, you, you know, whatever's there is gonna be part of your family, right? And that, so the second time, it was a Mount Sinai again, right? Now this time, we, were we married yet? No, I don't think so. Well, so, so he, my dad was in the second time, and so we walked in, and Hector goes to my father with authority. He said, Ramon, you don't belong in this psych ward. You're not crazy. And there was all other people there. Oh my God, I thought, we were, I thought they were gonna stone us. In the name of Jesus, this will be the last time you'll be here, right? And my father never entered another psych ward again. He died saved. The shepherd was looking for my father, but it was a big sacrifice for Hector because this is the family you're entering. Thank God I'm sane sometimes. But you know, God, when God loves someone, there's no, no obstacle. And he's gonna go for that sheep. And you're gonna sacrifice. And he sacrificed a lot for me, my husband. That's why I love him, but Jesus sacrificed even more. And third, it's my heart desire. It beats my soul. I can't contain it. I have to share Jesus because the good shepherd tells me there's other sheep out there. They don't know me, but one day it's going to be just one flock with one shepherd. We're not going to divide, be divided anymore, whether we AG or Presbyterian or Catholic. No, we're going to be just one flock following the shepherd. But until then, let's work in the vineyard of the Lord. Until then, let's do what the good shepherd wants us to do. Let's win souls for the kingdom of God. Because after all, when we die, everything that we, we leave is going to be left behind. They're going to fight for it. They're going to have you. You better live a will. Because people just fight for your stuff. The only thing we take to heaven is souls. In James chapter 1, it says, He, if we lack wisdom, we should ask of God, and he will give us wisdom liberally without finding fault. And in Proverbs it says, he that wins souls is wise. That if you need to go to Bible Institute, come to Bible Institute. Because we want to win souls for Jesus. We want to be like the good shepherd. And you're here today because someone spoke about Jesus to you. You're here today because someone says you need a touch of heaven. You need a, you're here today because Jesus loved you. You were here. You were going the wrong way. And you didn't even know you were on the wrong highway. But Jesus stepped in. Jesus stepped in. The good shepherd, meaning, you know, good. Right, Marilyn? Really means God. That's why he, people were so angry at him. How dare you say it twice? How dare you call yourself God? No, Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ is God. The God Shepherd. That's what it really means. That's what the word of good means. It means God. He is the God Shepherd. Okay. Glory to God. If you walk with Jesus, 
and you follow the good shepherd he wants you to follow him closer there's no limit he wants you to follow him closer so we're going to give an opportunity for the altar I don't, it doesn't matter I'm not asking you if you've been saved 40 years 50 years no I'm asking if you are walking with Jesus but you slacked off a bit you slacked off in your prayer you slacked off in Bible study you slacked and, and your temper is a little out of out there we're opening up the, the, the altar because we want to walk closer to the master before the good shepherd breaks your, your, your legs you know <laughs> he still does that he still does that because he loves you too much but then there's a group here or there may be a group here that you're backslidden and you know you're backslidden you come you go but you have lost contact with the shepherd but you know the shepherd never lose contact with you he never deletes you from his cell phone he never deletes you from the from heaven I'm, I'm, I'm inviting you to come to this altar because the Bible says in Jeremiah I am what I am married to the backslider he's married to the backslider he's married to you so wherever you go you may feel uncomfortable because you have Jesus and Jesus is not gonna let you go and for the third group perhaps there's someone here that's never met the Good Shepherd and you want to give your life to the Good Shepherd today is the day of salvation because tomorrow is promised to no one absolutely no one so I'm gonna open this altar and as the worship team comes up and we're gonna open this altar if you want a more intimate relationship with Jesus come to the altar if you're backslidden come to the altar if you don't know Jesus Christ come to the altar father we thank you because you are the good shepherd the God shepherd and we thank you Lord God that no matter how far we can stray or wander off you still oh Lord would take that rod and take that staff to beat up the wolf and take the staff to grow to draw us closer to you oh God the Bible says to, to draw near to you and you would draw near to us and I'm asking Lord God that you would draw people near today that their hearts were pierced today and they will draw near to the master near to the real shepherd to the good shepherd to the God shepherd Lord God we thank you Lord for men and women that love you and we thank you for men and women that lay down their life for you God we thank you for men and women oh God that are concerned for the flock and the reason we're concerned for the flock is because you taught us because you oh God first loved us so father in the name of Jesus the Christ the son of the living God I thank you for the great things that you've done today I thank you that this message will not die in this altar but I thank you for the great revenues and profits that is going to come up about God I thank you Lord God for the great things that are going to happen in the name of Jesus I thank you in advance so Lord because that's who you are and we thank you in Jesus name and we say amen and amen and amen Thank you for taking the time to listen to this sermon. We pray it blesses and encourages your life.